play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining for episode 114. On this particular episode, we are going to be playing, for the most part, pop uh, punk. Yeah, a lot of uh, pop punk, getting them getting them all out in one episode. Save for a few bands that will be, or a, not a few bands, a few tracks. But for the most part, we'll be delving in with a lot of uh, pop punk requests that we've gotten through the email. Yes, uh, a lot have come across. Uh, on this show, we always play something that at least one of us enjoys. Most of the time it's two, but at least one. And so we've come across a lot. Uh, try to, you know, be somewhat thematic in a sense on some, at least some of the episodes. And so I thought, why not start playing a bunch of pop punk bands all on one episode? And the list kind of grew. So I just threw them all in there. Uh, for the most part, at least all the picks that I've got are mostly new tracks. I'm not going to do an album this time. I'm just going to try to cover more bands on this particular episode. But as far as new tracks go, there's a few new things that are coming out or just came out. Uh, Anger Flares just came out with Here Comes Anger Flares 7-inch. Came out August 19th. River's Edge came out with The Runaround on August 19th. Knocked Loose came out with A Different Shade of Blue on August 23rd. Adam Age with Cry Till You Die August 23rd. The Miserables with Whatever, This Sucks (laughs) August 23rd. Dead Legions came out with the Unite and Conquer EP on August 25th. The Decline with Flash Gordon Ramsay Street on August 30th. Mean Jeans with Gigantic Strike on August 30th. Uh, Broken Heroes is doing a split with South Class Veterans. The Jersey Devil Cometh. I believe you can get it at live shows. I don't know where you can get it just yet to purchase, but it's supposed to be out anytime now for everybody else to get their hands on. Death Ridge Boys with the Fooled Again EP. They're putting that out September 2nd. The Daily Grind with self-titled The Daily Grind on September 2nd. Hateful Monday with Pit Stop Punk Rock on September 2nd. And finally, Death Therapy Cure with Homicide. Or maybe it's Omicide. I think it is Omicide. Omicide. (laughs) That's September 3rd. Uh, I did listen to a little bit of that because I was curious, and it's definitely uh, it's a different style of punk, like we're like electronic mixed with punk. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot going on with that one. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or om. 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 Om, indeed. Well, you found us. We are SLC Punkcast. We're a punk rock review and interview show. I haven't done any interviews recently, but I have some in the works. Hopefully, we'll be doing some of those soon. Uh, for today, we're like uh, Eric and I have said, we're going to be reviewing a bunch of pop punk bands. Eric, first up, you have a pick, and your pick is from Salt Lake City. Of course, they are. the <laughs> The pick I chose from Salt Lake City was a is among one of my most favorite punk rock bands in the city called Problem Daughter. And Problem Daughter, they've they've been a band for just over ten years now, which is almost unthinkable for a local band in this day and age, but. You know, ever since their inception, they've been like, they put out a few albums. This uh, and just this year, they put out their third album, the uh, Grow Up Trash LP. It came out back in March, so it's got a bit of a, 
got a bit of a shelf life on it, but a lot of the songs still sound fresh, and mostly that's a part because Prom Daughter is a, they call themselves pop punk, which is the niche they feel comfortable putting themselves in, but personally, I think they do a little bit more with the genre. They're not just so generic. They kind of have like their own thing going on. Kind of ripping off from a lot of old school Menzingers, No More Black, Alkaline Trio type stuff. But you definitely, it definitely comes across in a different way. They exist in their own world. Excellent. Well, this track yeah. right here off of Grow Up Trash is self-amusing smile. A lot of introspective lyrics. Empty <laughs> These guys did a, like a little mini tour with Direct Hit back around uh, punk rock bowling time. They actually played, yeah. I think they did some shows, but then when it came time for punk rock bowling, they played at different venues just down the block from each other. Yeah, for the most part, the uh, uh, Direct Hit and Problem Daughter, they all kind of dip from the same well. And like the and like their pop punk, it's fun and corny at certain times, but it also comes off as in a bit of an abrasive tone. So, right. So yeah, I'm not yeah I'm not surprised that they're uh, uh, that they're constantly uh, in touch with each other. Is hardcore so. pop punk a genre? I think it should be. I think that's what direct <laughs> hit would fall under. I think that's kind of been a thing with like uh, 
you know, metalcore, pop punk, you think of a day to remember. We've got to blend those two genres together in such a weird way. <laughs> but another thing I like about Prom Daughter is their songs are not a 3X structure. It's not so, it doesn't go like intro, verse, chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, you know, that doesn't follow the same formula. If you listen, it's kind of hard to figure out what's the part of the song that's the highlight or the sing-along moment. So that's one thing. None of their songs really have that 3X structure, at least not in the ones that uh, really stick out to me. That's cool. That's, that's an interesting point there. How many times have you seen Problem Daughter? Ah, too many to count. <laughs> one of the first bands I watched when I first started going to shows when I was in high school, like back in 2011, 2012. And, you know, I tried to catch them every single time. I've seen them in multiple different venues, multiple in-house shows, basement shows. And, you know, I was such sweet, open-arms guys. I love their music. I love the people. And I've interviewed their music or <laughs> interviewed them reviewed their music on multiple occasions and i like to i like to give them the uh the attention where it's deserved <laughs> well they're doing the here's to life fest on september 14th at the loading dock so that's something to look forward to if you're here in salt lake uh they're a cool band great band here uh they, i think they played fest down there in florida last year if i'm not yeah, mistaken they did so that's also in part that they've uh were signed a dying scene a few years ago yeah that was like a big boost for them so they've been getting like all all types of recognition i think on that website they they did a, like the band the punk band for each state and they listed problem daughter as the punk band for utah yeah i, I would agree with that yeah <laughs> all right let's jump into some more music next up we have adam age so adam age they're from oakland uh they just barely released their album cry till you die that came out august 23rd and this track right here is called never looking now i threw a lot of music in here as pop punk because kind of fits that genre so i'll have to listen to all these and see if maybe some of these should be categorized slightly different but first up right here adam age Yeah, I'm out of the 
So Adam Age, I believe, I can't. Sometimes those blend together, but they were at Punk Rock Bowling either this past year or the year before. Do you do you recall? I do not recall. I do remember seeing their name pop up, and I yeah, it was either last this last one or the one last year. Sure. It was. Uh, too many bands to keep track. Of. I know there's so many, and Punk Rock Bowling <laughs> has so many. I just remember they were that that was the venue. Uh, so what do you think, Adam Age? Do you think that they fall under the pop punk? Yeah, in my opinion, I think they do. Okay. I think they fall into that new realm of pop punk, and in the fact that they try and call back to that vintage sound. And one thing I noticed in this song that I've heard in a lot of other uh, bands that sound similar to them is the singer's using a microphone that makes his voice sound old like it's uh like i said it's that vintage sound and if you listen to it again it sounds like it came from the 30s or the 40s something like that i think that's in a way to kind of add to the fact that they're not trying to sound so modern they're not trying to sound so digital but at the same time it's like it's like yeah we're a new school taking this into a new direction by being somewhat of uh, in a state of nostalgia and I think that's what a lot of these bands sound like, but in a good way. All right, well, let's go into the next one here. It's the Killer Hearts. Uh, Killer Hearts released the Killer Hearts EP August 2nd of this year, so just a couple weeks back. And they are from Houston, Texas. This track right here is called Do Your Thang. Again, from Houston. So let's see how we're going to vary from going from Salt Lake to Oakland to Houston on how this pop punk comes across. All right.
the mixing of the sax in there was cool. And I think <laughs> both these bands, Adam Age and Killer Hearts, though they're both brand new tracks, came out this month. I think they both kind of have a classic punk sound to them, just like you, you stated with the vocals on the previous track. And then I think overall, the, the Killer Hearts just kind of have more of a classic punk sound, though I still think if we're putting them in a spot, they're brand new, they're new bands, it's more of a, a, a pop punk sound. Yeah. Actually, one of the things that came to, that came to me first when I was listening to this band, uh, Killer Hearts, uh, reminded me of another band that came from Houston. You know them as ZZ Top. <laughs> All right. That, yeah, just that guitar driving sound with like that goes right into the solos like in between the in between the lines and the verses and just that just that rolling riff that carries over in the back that almost sounds like a bit of a surf rock right. <laughs> appeal to it it's yeah it sounds very much like that old school classic rock sound and i wouldn't be surprised if uh, these guys were like had a ZZ Top record while writing this song in particular. So, yeah, a bit of a classic rock vibe as well as a classic pop-punk vibe as well. Well, this uh, they're on Spaghetti Town Records out of Atlanta. Teddy shared music with us uh, previous, and uh, they have a bunch of cool releases over there at Spaghetti Town. That's where you can find Killer Hearts. We're going to move into that area where it's kind of older, lesser known. And, you know, for me, some of these bands were lesser known, but the tracks are still newer. But you were right on topic. You, you picked a band that the track's a little older, came out, what is it, October 20th of 2015. Yes. And that is the Lumber Jerks. I actually looked that up. Like, who's the Lumber Jerks? And if you look <laughs> it up on Facebook, you might find a game that's going to be launching on Kickstarter next month. So any of you that are into board games... Lumber Jerks starting, but has nothing to do with the band. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a reverse effect with Husker Do. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Lumber Jerks put out the EP Four More. They're from Juliet, Illinois. This track's called Something. Where'd you come across the band? Uh, I got these through Slug Magazine. They, uh, I guess they sent... Uh, Sent a request in to be reviewed or be interviewed, so I did an over-the-email interview with them, and just kind of just kind of got the, all the basics down. And I asked uh, one of the questions I asked was about their music, and it was like, it was like, where do you get your inspiration from? And they said, well, in the Midwest, there's just a lot of like uh, uh, garage rock and a lot of that uh, music that comes north from Detroit, you know, like uh, bands that worship the Stooges and the MC5. So sure. a lot of that garage stuff kind of goes into there. But there's still there is a sense of melody, at least in this song that I heard, that they try to that they try to get across and kind of cut through that thick wall of sound that comes with a lot of these garage sounding bands. All right, well, let's check out let's check out something. <laughs> check it out or something.
That's the Lumber Jerks. That was probably the oldest track we're going to play. <laughs> Until at least we get to the touring band. We'll talk about them in a minute. But before that, we're going to play some more pop punk. This is the Story Changes. They're from Dayton, Ohio. If you're familiar with the band Hawthorne Heights. Ah, uh, yes. I remember them. <laughs> Mark McMillan, guitarist in that band. He's the singer guitarist of this band, The Story Changes. They just released this album, which is To Hell With This Delicate Equation, April 26th of this year. And this track is Crying Wolf. I think this will have a little more of a pop punk sound than maybe the last couple. Yeah, I can already tell. It's going back to the 2000s for me. Right? Check out the album. Uh, it's a cool album. They have a video for the track Shooting Stars as well. Again, they're from Dayton. We're going to jump on to the next one, which is also a newer track. came out July 4th of this year, so happy Independence Day for everybody. <laughs> Coming from a band from the UK, Redditch UK. This band is called Project Revise. And they released the single, Just a Story. A UK band releasing a single on America's birthday. Yes. <laughs> and it's just a story. <laughs> just a story.
right, Eric. As you said, it's just a story. <laughs> what do you think of the last two here? We have Project Revise, and we have, uh, previous to that, we had The Story Changes. Were you familiar? Sound like you're familiar with Hawthorne Heights. So, what are you thinking of these two bands? Well, these two bands, they had a sound that really called back to uh, a split second in time where I was into uh, a certain degree of uh, this music that sounded like this, which was like early the early 2000s when a lot of worlds and music were colliding. Like a lot of these uh, new bands were coming out that were sounding a bit more like the metal-tinged uh, pop-punk bands like uh, Dillinger 4, Strike Anywhere, uh, Early Rise Against, 88 Fingers Louie, where it's like really fast, really aggressive, and kind of uh, tongue-in-cheek post-hardcore music. And it's also colliding with the emo trend that was going on in the 90s and the post-hardcore trend. And all these worlds just kind of conglomerate and came together and you got bands like a uh, Silverstein, you got bands like a uh, Thursday and Hawthorne Heights. And while all my friends were like uh, getting into that stuff, I kind of heard it in passing. It was never really my thing, but I was hanging around with a lot of kids in my middle school and my high school who just ate this stuff up. Like they loved it. They couldn't get enough and they were everywhere. Like this, <laughs> this type of music was everywhere, you know? And I think it's crazy. These songs just came out this year and they sound like they were held in a time capsule from that time and just <laughs> released onto the onto the new decade. Totally so, different areas too. Dayton, Ohio, and then over in Redditch, UK. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of this, I have a, <clears throat> I have a respect for in the musicianship. Like a lot of uh, a lot of thought and a lot of precision goes into definitely the guitar work and a lot of the. And a lot of the drum work, too. It's a lot of very mathy rhythms, a lot of stuff that could be heard in any, uh, like, almost Iron Maiden album. <laughs> you know, but it's the vocals and the kind of, uh, and the subjects that they're talking about. A lot of introspective, a lot of uh, stuff that kind of deals with uh, battles in the minds, you know, which is why teenagers really love that stuff, because it was angsty. You know, you'd, right. it goes into, a lot, goes into a lot of that stuff. And... You know, like I said, I was uh, into it for a split moment in time before I discovered uh, stuff that was heavier and related more to that. Okay. Um, but yeah, looking back, I kind of go and listen to these bands. Some of it hasn't aged well, but you know, whether with it deals with the lyrics or the voice that just kind of gets under my skin, which a lot of them did. A lot of the <laughs> had the what I call the helium voice. <laughs> this guy who's just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it just it wasn't for me. But a lot of the stuff I go back and I'm like, hey, this this actually had some merit to it. And I understand why people got into it apart from the hype. Right. So that's kind of what I feel about those last two songs. They're, they definitely got a lot of uh, good musicianship in there. And, uh, yeah, lyrics them, lyrics themselves I couldn't really, couldn't really follow. But they did kind of have that vibe that I was talking about earlier. Well, we're going to come back to some more pop punk music here in just a moment but first we're going to talk about a band who's touring so far this is black flag we're talking about and so far they started on july 30th they went to lubbock texas new orleans athens georgia lexington cincinnati pittsburgh brooklyn norfolk hailthorpe maryland poughkeepsie in new york Reading in pennsylvania uh new bedford buffalo detroit indianapolis ringle in wisconsin on the 23rd, they were in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. August 24th, Sioux City, Iowa. Chicago on the 25th. Kansas City on the 26th. 
Today, they're in Lincoln, Nebraska. Tomorrow, they're in Denver, Colorado. And on the 29th, they'll be in Salt Lake City, Utah. And then they're going to wrap up August 30th in Las Vegas, Montclair, California, August 31st. Reno on September 1st, Seattle, September 3rd, Portland, September 4th, Chico on the 5th, Sacramento on the 6th, Big Bear on the 7th, Pasadena 8th, Flagstaff, Arizona on the 9th, Tempe, Arizona on the 10th, Austin, Texas 12th, San Antonio 13th, Dallas 14th, Tucson, Arizona. They're kind of making a weird jump, like a couple Arizona shows, then shooting over doing a couple Texas shows, then coming right back and doing Tucson on the 16th, Bullhead City, Arizona on the 17th, and then Oakland on the 18th, Agora Hills, California, 19th, Santa Clarita on the 20th, San Diego on the 21st, Santa Ana on the 22nd. Then they got a handful of other shows to wrap up the year in Houston, Honolulu, Maui, Hermosa Beach, San Diego, Hermosa Beach again. They're doing a couple shows there in California in December. West Hollywood and San Francisco could be to do with the bands from California. Maybe. So. Sounds like a typical Black Flag touring schedule. Yes. <laughs> Busy, I know you're a fan of Black Flag. Well, I am a fan of the old Black Flag. Sure. Current Black Flag, not so much. I kind of <laughs> I kind of go out on a limb and call them Black Lag, as there's only one specific member in that band who is an original member, while the other band, while the other key members that were in Black Flag exist in the sister band, Flag. Okay. Which, uh, you know, a lot of controversy, a lot of tension in between all the old, all the current and former members, but since the guitarist Greg Ginn is the holder and the founder of the Black Flag name, he owns it, so he can bring in whoever he wants to, uh, to be in the band. So... I don't know whether you whether you love it or hate the new incarnation. That's really up for really up for debate. And if you want to see the if you want to see this incarnation of Black Flag, go ahead and do it. I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. That's all I'm gonna so say. You're not gonna be at the show this week. <laughs> I I won't be at the show this week. Like I've I saw them. I saw this Black Flag with Mike V singing. I saw it back in 2014. Last time they were uh, one of the last times they were here, and. Yeah, well, I well, I like the fact that um, Mike V, a skater who I loved since I was a teenager, is singing some of my favorite punk rock songs to my face. I just couldn't, I just couldn't buy it after after one show. I'm like, well, I'm not into the new Black Flag album that came out, the newest one. What the? I thought that was a train wreck. <laughs> but, and I've seen Flag twice, and honestly, got a much better, much better feeling from those guys. I mean, it's Keith Morris. Who is singing a lot of those songs, and you can't go wrong with his maniacal disposition on stage. So the answer to the question I was yeah. going to ask: What's your preference between Flag and Black Flag? <laughs> we just saw Flag. Was it this year? Or last year? Again? Earlier, we were talking about punk rock bowling. Was it this year? Or last year? It was this blending. Year. It was this year. It okay. was this year. I remember that because I actually interviewed Keith Morris for Slug Magazine. Oh, awesome! Yeah, and yeah. By the way, you can find that on SlugMag.com. You can. Read that article that I did with Keith Morris if you're feeling uh, up to getting in the Black Flag mood. <laughs> so last question I have for you about Black Flag is Henry Rollins or Keith Morris? Uh, for the longest time, I worshipped Rollins' era of Black Flag. Um, but, when I go, but when I go deeper in the discography, the uh, 
some of the more identif- some of the more identical songs really did come out in the Keith Morris one. Even if he didn't sing on the record, the Jealous Again EP, those songs were written while Keith Morris was in the band, and he did sing them a lot live. And you can actually hear those songs with his vocals on the Everything Went Black compilation that came out a few years after the fact. Uh, the whole Nervous Breakdown EP, that was Keith Morris as well. And there was just something about his presence, about his wild-eyed demeanor that gave those songs an energy that matched the that matched the music that came from Greg Ginn just attacking his guitar. And uh, Rollins, while he had a couple good albums, he did the My War album, he did the Damaged one, and this is when Black Flag was getting a lot, uh, getting very experimental, a lot of uh, Black Sabbath worship. Greg Ginn was uh, smoking a lot of weed and playing his guitar into worlds where <laughs> he wouldn't thought sonically possible. And in my opinion, it's good to experiment, but... I think they uh, lost their roots quite a bit in the last couple of years. They were a band like the Blue Snut album, the Family Man album, the Process of Weeding Out EP. It was just a lot of weird ambient guitar stuff with uh, some crazy spoken word that came from Rollins. And that was some... <laughs> I really don't know how to explain that other than it's just weird. <laughs> it's just... It exists in its own world. Well, but that's... Damaged still has quite a few... Quite a few hits on there, and so does My War. Well, speaking Got one of, my of that, songs. let's play a track from Damage that came out December 5th, 1981, and we're going to play Rise Above. Of course we are. I got that. That was my first real tattoo was the bars of Black Flag with Rise Above written uh, above and below it. That is perfect. Perfect timing. Rise above! Rise above! 
rise above, we're gonna rise above, we're gonna rise above, we're gonna rise above. So, I was thinking about playing TV Party. I really like that. What do you think about TV Party? I think TV Party is a hilarious track. Right? I think that's. I think that was one of their uh, better uh, uh, social commentary, satirical tracks. Right? <laughs> it, yeah, right up there with like a, a lot of people give them shit for writing white minority, but that is a satire on like people claiming that, oh, I'm white, I'm having it so hard. But <laughs> right. I remember reading about that saying, oh, it's got a... It's like the message and the satire gets lost in the aggression of the track, so it's kind of <laughs> hard to get it across there. But I think they perfected it in TV Party because it's got a looser feel to it. Right. It's, and they're, Rollins is kind of embodying that drunken pothead frat boy. He's just like, oh, I don't want to expand my mind. I don't want to go outside. just want to watch TV and get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great track. Punk is great. It's funny as hell. Go check out the album. Go check out the band if uh, if you haven't. Uh, but again, just as Eric pointed out, kind of got two really three different veins of what you could get with uh, Black Flag and what's currently Black Flag Flag. And then if you're into what Henry Rollins is doing, yeah, and Rollins he's doing his uh he's doing his spoken word stuff. He's writing. He's going all different types of places. He's still existing in the world of music, just not in the same way as he was in the '80s. And honestly, I think that's kind of for the better. Right, because it'd be weird to see Roland right now in his fifty-something-year-old uh, state, just trying to embody the old hardcore dude, and right? Just trying to be angry and aggressive. I mean, I think he could pull it off, but not for very long. <laughs> I think he's just like, no, I don't want to do it. And he said that before. He's like, I'm done with music. You know, Roland's band, Black Flag, it's all done. <laughs> yeah, well. He'll he'll appear on a few, he'll appear in a few songs and like. Uh, Make it make some appearances on comedy shows like he was in Portlandia and doing exactly that. It was a satire of a skit of an old punk rock band getting back together. And yeah, they're not the same pissed off youth as they once were. And they're actually kind of talking about the Super Bowl and just saying, <laughs> yeah, the the show, the sat- halftime show has actually gotten a lot better. You know, Bruno Mars is an amazing guy. And the, <laughs> the Fred Armisen, the main guy, he's. The guitarist is bringing it back like, no, no, the Super Bowl's a corporation. We're fighting against that, remember? Now, come on, let's play the songs. <laughs> so yeah, I honestly think that's not a far cry away from if Rollins did rejoin Black Flag. It would look a little something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get back into some some music. Uh, great cover-to-cover album. You picked one. You yes. picked Pairs. I did pick Pears. Pears is a band that I discovered uh, from my second go at Punk Rock Bowling. And that was in, um, I want to say 2015. Yeah, it was 2015. And from the minute that I saw them, I was like hooked. (laughs) I was mesmerized by their music and their stage presence. I mean, Zach Quinn, he is just a wild motherfucker. (laughs) He's bouncing all over the place he's doing all these crazy dance moves he's he's flexible he doesn't look like an actual human being at times but <laughs> and it just matches his the vibrancy that comes from pair's music uh, earlier i was saying how uh bands were talking i was talking about bands that deliver a very melodic and uh more poppy sound but have a certain amount of aggression behind that well pairs plays both ends to their extremes 
and especially in their uh, album Green Star, the last album they put out, and they really have song. They have songs where it's like we're really hard and we're really heavy, and then without even a blink, they're just like, <laughs> oh, we're singing and everything is peachy right now, and then it just goes right back into the aggression part. They just do it so so seamlessly well not even seamlessly like it does jump up out of nowhere but they've made their music and molded their style in such a way where it feels like that's what they're going for you kind of give yourself in to the sound that they are no matter how weird it is all right well let's uh, let's listen to a track let's listen to snowflake off of green star came out uh, april 1st 2016. Yeah. These guys are from New Orleans, too. Yeah. We don't play a lot of bands from New Orleans. I'm not sure why. I just haven't come across them. But these guys, New Orleans. Yeah. Not a lot of punk bands from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> track your second track you picked was cum shots we're gonna have to talk about that here in a second there
with cum shots. <laughs> Wild. It just sounds like their music just took angel dust and was released. <laughs> I think they're a notch up from Direct Hit. I think Direct Hit has a similar style to how you describe that yeah. as, you know, that it's borderline, maybe hardcore, but then they have parts that come across, change tempo, and have a very pop punk sound to it. Yeah. Like it, and like I said, Pairs is just so, it just comes right out of nowhere without so much as literally skipping a beat. <laughs> and their first album, Go to Prison, is very much like that. And what was interesting is that album was written and recorded in a week's time. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Pairs' new album, Green Star, it took uh, the better part of two years to write. As as if they were just kind of like, okay, we struck a chord, caught lightning in a bottle with Go to Prison. Because right after that album came out, they got picked up by Fat Records. They were like touring constantly with all these big bands. And now it's like, okay, Green Star, how do we make that happen again? <laughs> so they had to like really sit down and understand their style. And was like, yeah, I think we, I think we got something here. Well, since then, they did do the, the full-length split LP with Direct Hit. So they yes. just put out some new tracks. I think it was this time last year, maybe. Yeah, it was. It was something. Or, Fall. Yeah, it was a little. Yeah, a little less than a year ago. Right. If, well, um, either way, uh, great band. They're from New Orleans. Uh, we're gonna play some more pop punk here, so we're gonna kind of power through a couple of these, and then I want to hear your thoughts on them because we're going back maybe a little more poppy. Uh, with some of these bands. The first one, again, the second band on the show from the UK, but this one's from Bristol. They just put this album out, which is called Born a Cynic on May 10th. The band's called Weather State, and the track is Medicaid.
right, that's Weather State. So we're going to jump into one more. This band, we're going to jump clear across the pond to the other side. San Diego, California. This brings us to Ready, Set, and Survive. They put out the Young and Dumb single. Came out September, not September, February 18th, 2019. All right. So let's check out Young and Dumb. Ready, Set, Survive. <laughs> played two back-to-back there we did weather state then ready set survive yeah what do you think i definitely don't think i'm the target audience for both of these bands <laughs> but definitely uh pop punk so, so like i said at the beginning yeah. of the show some of them just kind of got that category like i think it's pop punk i'm really not oh, sure yeah. where else to put it but some it's pretty obvious yeah there is no mistaking about it these guys are definitely falling under the pop punk radar that that are like the, some of the first bands you think of when you think of pop punk. Like you think of Blink One Eighty Two, or you think Sum Forty One, Good Charlotte, though that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Depends, maybe which. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm left my shit talking at home. <laughs> but the but yeah, these both bands uh, like they're like I said, I'm not the target audience for it. You know, I said earlier, I'm not a fan of like really high pitched nasally uh, voices and. I get it. It's the type of it comes with the territory in these songs, and it's definitely. I feel like this appeals more to like those uh, 
you know, your angsty teenage boys and girls and, uh, you know, living out in the suburbs that kind of deal with kind of everyday sort of situations, you know, and, and the Ready, Set, Survives, Young and Dumb, it's a, it's, it's a blanket term. We all, we all know what they're talking about. We've all been there. We've all been young and we've all done dumb things. Sure. <laughs> so it's, yeah, so it goes, so it kind of goes back into uh, feeling like you were a teenager, but as a teenager, I didn't listen to this type of music. I was into a lot heavier stuff. Well, again, like I said, people around me were listening to this type of things. And, yeah, I guess if I was in that, if I was in that demographic where I was looking for something that was uh, very, uh, that kind of hits you like a gentle breeze and just kind of uh, says, eh, it's okay to feel this way, but you're not the only one. All right. Yeah. Like, uh, I would go and listen to these bands, but as I am now, it's like, eh, I'll let, I'll recommend them to someone else who listens to that type of music, because they'll get more out of it than I will. I think when I was in high school, a little bit before you, uh, skate punk, (laughs) skate punk was kind of what this is. That was the pop punk, so the stuff that skate punk, this, this didn't really exist. It was evolved into the 2000s, Mm -hmm. and... You're right. You know, it's a little softer, but that's what pop punk typically is. It's typically softer. They'll put their kind of screamo parts in there and stuff like that. Yeah. But what I will say about a lot of these bands, and including both Weather State and Ready, Set, Survive, and a lot of the other bands we played on the show today, is that they play their instruments well. They do a good job. Yeah. They, they, they compile the song, compose it well, and they can play their instruments. Yeah. Like you say, sometimes it's the vocals that really uh, maybe – turn you away from like ah, i don't know i'm having a hard time with the way the yeah. vocals are coming across and i get that but it's a style it's the same as you know we talk about uh six feet under always comes up you know yeah. you, you, you know when you talk about unique vocals if that's not your style of band where you have to i mean that dude is literally growling out i don't know what else to call it yeah it's not really yelling or screaming or the Whatever it's just growling out vocals. Yeah. The term is guttural vocals, but yeah, extremely growls guttural vocals. Yeah. I mean, he was the godfather of guttural vocals, right. Chris Barnes. So <laughs> you know, it's that style. And if I was, if that was my style of music, and I it inspires me, whatever you listen to, is gonna, if you're going to be in a band, there's something that's going to inspire you, right? You're going to listen to, influence you, whatever. And if I was listening to Six Feet Under, I would probably come out sounding like that. And the same with these bands. If you listen to yep. The bands that kind of have that sound, that's what you're going to go with. Yep. If you want to listen to, like, your, uh, no question about it, pop punk that calls back to, uh, that calls to that squeaky clean vibe that you look for, then those bands are for you. But I look for something a little bit more rough around the edges. Well, we're going to play one more of those. But this one is a pick that I have, kind of talked with the band a little bit. Uh, they're coming back. They started in 2009. Haven't done much recently, but they're supposed to be getting prepared you know to put something out uh i think coming up in the next few months if i'm not mistaken i'll have to double check but the band's called crossing all boundaries they had a self-titled crossing all boundaries released september 19th of 09 they're from san bernardino and this track right here is no salvation so this is the oldest track on here yes (laughs) 10 years (laughs) 10 years
vocals coming across a little less high-pitched on this one, huh? Yeah, for the most part. It's funny that you mentioned skate punk earlier because there's a lot of that in this one that I'm hearing. Like, I'm hearing right. a lot of face-to-face, a lot of Pennywise or Blagwagon. And, yeah, for the most part, with the exception of a few increments, there's it, the vocals kind of sound like that kind of coarse uh, skater punk that came out from the mid-'90s. Right? Yeah. And, yeah, like a bit of the newer – the newer school, more uh, high-pitched pop-punk vocals thrown in there. So that's I like I respect that they're paying to uh, both ends of the dividends right there. Well, that band, uh, if you're into that band, new stuff should be coming out. I look forward to playing something from them when they put it out. As soon as I hear about it, you'll know about it. Uh, and, and I think with skate punk and pop-punk, I think on the, the punk rock family tree, yeah. Those branches are very close together. Oh yeah, definitely came from the same. Definitely came from the same part of the trunk of uh, yes punk rock. But yeah, they definitely it definitely branched out at some point in the late '90s and the 2000s, and then that that branch that grew out grew another set of branches and yes, <laughs> just yes. kind of went all and over it will the continue place. Continue to do so. Yeah, that's how it is. It's a it's a branch. It's a web that all connects. <laughs> Let's get wrapping this show up. We're going to play a couple metal tracks as we do to do that. Uh, your, your track is... Death to All But Metal by Steel Panther. Yeah, so why'd you pick Steel Panther? Well, you mentioned uh, when we did the pop punk episode, we wanted to keep uh, the metal a little bit poppy as well. Yes. So I chose Steel Panther because they are this generation's spinal tap and that they right? make fun of what was uh, what was funny 20 years ago and that was the hair bands and they are just hilarious how they present themselves they are all the tropes with like the teased hair all the animal style clothing and the overly zealous rock star attitudes but they still come from a degree of humble of, of hum, humbleness I want to say <laughs> Because they know they're making fun of themselves. They know it's, like, not fitting in. To It's not cool to be a hairband in this day and age. <laughs> so it's like, well, let's just make fun of it. <laughs> and this song itself is just, like, <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> I've been talking over the lyrics, but they're really hilarious. Lowbrow humor, which I love. Death to all the metal off of Feel the Steel, This is Steel, Anthem. Hell yeah. <laughs>
think Steel Panther was the perfect pick. I was trying to figure <laughs> out something myself. I think you made the perfect one. Uh, what a great band, like you say. Yeah. Uh, newer band that just came out November 6, 2009. That did not come out in 1989. That came out in 2009. I know. And they got a whole like uh, lore kind of explaining. They were supposed to be big in the 80s, but they overslept because of uh, night huffing battery acid. <laughs> and they didn't make it to the label meeting where they were supposed to get signed. Uh, I don't think it's true. I think that's just like the story that goes with Steel Panther because they're a joke band. And in this song especially, they kind of embody that metal elitist gatekeeper that's saying, yeah, metal is cool. Fuck everything else. Right. You know, just like and you hear it and they're talking shit on all the celebrities like Madonna and Cher and actually not Cher, Mariah Carey. Cheryl Crow. I <laughs> yeah, think Cheryl said- Crow was on there. Uh 50 Cent, Kanye West, you know, all these musicians that they're like, they don't want to give the time a day because they're not metal. But it's like, they exist in their own world. They do their own thing. It's like, it just reminds me of these kids that I grew up with who are leaving negative comments on YouTube saying, this song sucks. Why? Because there's no distorted guitars. Oh, you stupid. <laughs> yeah. Different but, genre. There's different things for different folks. Yeah. That's I mean, I used, to, I used to be that way. I'm, I know. But I was a dumb teenager back then. I was young <laughs> and dumb. See exactly. I mean? <laughs> yes. See, so Ready, Set, Survive did not coin the term. They just sang the song about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it came up in this show. So, see, it all does tie back in. It's perfect. <laughs> I was looking at picking something hair metal-like, but I thought yours was perfect. So I went a different route. And I just went with Motionless and White. They're not as much pop metal, but they're kind of in that metal. They're a popular band as in, you know, they kind of fit where I don't even know what the fuck to call their stuff. But I would say it's in the realm of metalcore and metalcore when it was uh, uh, where everyone was trying to be like Kill Switch Engage or Shadows Fall in the fact that you have really heavy guitar riffs and also followed up with like really sensual melodies and you scream and you sing in certain parts of your song. So Motionless and White hopped on that, but what made them stick out was they were like, uh, uh, they kind of, they worshiped Manson. They worshiped, uh, Motley Crue. They kind of brought back that whole, uh, teased hair vibe, which paved the way for bands like Asking Alexandria and Blackville Brides who more or less, uh, kind of watered down the, (laughs) the style that they were going for. But in my opinion, Motionless and White started that whole kind of spooky metal core vibe in the mid two thousands. I dig this band. Uh, I'm going to play the track America. It's off the album. Infamous came out. Looks like January of 2012. They're from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, Let's listen to a little bit of this band as we wind down the show.
think there's a lot in that song still relevant today. It's almost eight years later. Yeah. There's a lot of message and music out there. Just got to listen for it. As this uh, keeps going, we're winding the show down. You can find all these bands on Instagram at Problem Daughter, at The Adam Age, at Official Killer Hearts, at Lumber Jerks, at The Story Changes, at Project Revised Punk, at Pairs the Band, at Weather State, at Ready underscore Set underscore Survive, at Steel Panther, at MIW Band for Motionless and White. The show is at SLC Punkcast. Eric. You have some bands, and you're on social media. Tell me where everybody can find you. You can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric97. You can find my bands, Anonymous Band Official, on Instagram. And you can find Suburban Hell Kill at Suburban Hell Kill. No spaces, all one word. On Facebook, you can find me at Eric U. Norris. Uh, you can find Anonymous on Anonymous Band Official, and you can find Suburban Hell Kill and on Facebook exactly how it sounds. Suburban Hell Kill. Excellent. How many other bands have that title? No. Uh, when we did the <clears throat> interview, we talked about that. It was great. <laughs> and also, you can find my uh, you can find my writing. You can find uh, other things that I do on SagansYouthCollective.com, and you can find it on SlugMag.com. You, where you can find my plethora of articles and interviews that I did with members of Pairs. Excellent. I was the go-to guy for that band for a long time. That's fantastic. Plus, uh, Keith Morris, we talked about uh, earlier. You can go look on Slug Magazine, but uh, other great articles and people that you've interviewed on just the topics we're covering. On Facebook, you can find at Problem Daughter, at The Adam Age, at Official Killer Hearts, at The Story Changes, at Project Revise, at Black Flag Band, at Pairs the Band, at Weather State, at Ready Set Survive Music, at Crossing All Boundaries 1, the number one that is, at Steel Panther, at Motionless and White, the show's at SLC Punkcast. For some reason, you're on Twitter. I post some stuff on occasion at <laughs> Another Punk SLC. Uh, you found the show, but you can also find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, SLCPunkCast.com, all over the place that you can find podcasts. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. We enjoy talking about music, listening to music, uh, talking about pop punk as it were today. Yep. Now we got that out of the way. <laughs> Just kidding. There was, some, there was a definitely good bands on there, some bands I'd never heard of, and We'll definitely be looking into when I leave here. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, we had some good stuff. Uh, thank you for the bands that reached out. Thanks for bands sharing the music. Uh, sometimes I get to it quicker than others, but I always try to get to everything, all the messages, all the, the emails, shared music, all of that stuff. Thank you again for taking your time. Eric, thank you for joining. Of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Until the next time. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.